Welcome to River City Media's 3R Sports with Robbie, Rod, and Randall. Of course, this week, flying to Mexico, y'all, Rod's going to get in so much trouble, trouble down there. Wherever he's going is Rod Meta. He's supposed to be joining us here shortly via the telephone. Of course, joining us, special guest, flying to Hawaii, I, I've really wasted my life, Brandon Shane. What's up, What's Brandon? Going What's going on, fellas? Oh, it's a, you know you're usually our number one fan. Tonight you're you're a participant. Well, thanks for and having me course. on for sure. Of course, sitting in the top seat where you always are, the sports judge, the alpha and omega of sports, the fantasy league Billy Bean, Robbie Davis. <laughs> And the only one that seems to have to work all the time. Raj is going to Dallas, Mexico. Chain's going to Hawaii. I guess I'll just be, you know, in the office as usual. Just crunching numbers. Yeah, which office? The Florida office or uh, Tennessee? (laughs) It it varies. I will admit that um, I am going to Gatlinburg next week so we can see the slight discrepancy in abilities and where we're at in life. So I will enjoy the Smokies next week for for everyone. First subject tonight off of 3R Sports. Why fantasy football sucks. Let's start with Randall. <laughs> what sucks about fantasy football is you have a great draft. You have the highest scoring team in the league. You have never scored less than 132 points which is a great week in the league. And you are one and three having to play the only four and O team. Literally when Robbie Davis drafted his team, I thought you may break a hundred one or two weeks, Robbie. Come on, man. You know, I deserve a better fate than I have. Yeah. See, I'm going to take, you know, a, a slightly different take on fantasy sports than you do. Cause I'm bitter. You're concerned with, you're, you're concerned with how many points you scored, how many points you've given up. I'm really – I you know, I kind of break it down into a win-loss kind of situation. So I like to win instead of worry about what my score is and their score is. So traditionally I start off one and three, one and four. Um, I have changed that a little bit. I get the uh, benefit of playing Lanier and Clay a lot to start the season. So that really helps out. Uh, and so I'm sitting here at two and two. My one, one of my losses, I had two starters leave in the first quarter. So, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now about my playoff chances after four weeks, a little bit of, a little bit under a quarter of the season. Don't know why the NFL had to go to 17 games and mess up the math, but yeah. It is right. I do have an extra week to come back from this year. Oh, well, that extra week's going to be the Super Bowl weekend. You won't be there. Don't you have to worry about that. <laughs> hey, I'm the only one with a losing record that actually has a better than 50% of making the playoffs. I think I'm at 19%, which is ridiculous. Say, we have the opposite thing going right now. No offense to you, but you have the lowest points and you're two and two. Exactly. Come on, man. It's about matchups. It's all about matchups. So you got to look at the the players' matchups. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. 
No, it's I'm I'm off to a slow start for sure. My wide receivers are underperforming. Um, thank God my running backs that I drafted in the first two rounds are doing pretty well. So uh, unlike some, some other the first two rounds. <laughs> hey, hey, I've I've been known to if I have the lead going to a Monday night football game and they're out of players, hell yes, I will rest my starters just to just show them how much better I am than they are. So I don't care about point totals. I just care about winning. That, that's 100% true. But the, the problem was you didn't have any running back starters <laughs> after the draft. <laughs> so uh, you, you did well uh, trying to find and scramble for those few injuries amount of went your way. So, um but yeah, somehow we have the same record, and and Randall is sitting uh, sitting close to the bottom of the barrel. What about Allen Which, being the high, second highest or the highest score with zero wins? Again, points are not everything. Yeah. It's about matchups, uh, and uh, you know, fantasy is so much luck. Um, so you know, we'll see. We'll see how it if goes. We but. all know it's luck because Lenny has won our league two years in a row, and if you're watching Lenny. I'm sorry, man. It, it is. Oh, 100%. Well, He's beaten me twice to get there, too. So. If, He's beaten me twice Lanier, to get if, there. If Lanier is watching, then he is he is wasting his, wasting valuable time scouting my team. So I've got him this week. It's officially Lenny week, and we are ready to roll. It's beat Lenny week. Kind of like a bye week, isn't it? Right, it is. All right, guys, I am going to start with a semi-serious subject. After, I, By the way, I did. if you want to know what my new fantasy team name is, please text me offline. I cannot share it on here, or we will be, we will be banned forever. But I got to tell you, I sincerely mean it when I say I have a new fantasy team name. All right, so I got a serious question. We've got a Vols fan and a Titan fan in Robbie Davis. We've got a Titan fan in Brandon Shane. We got a Vols fan and a eh, I watched the Titans. I don't know if we call me a fan. I want to talk about the state of Tennessee football. Both the Vols, the Titans, Vanderbilt, just generally uh, kind of off the cuff. First, I want to start with Robbie. I'm going to ask you a question. Where have you come with Josh Heupel from the day he was hired to right now? I, I made a text in our group text that officially let the Randall man crush start at this point. I don't know if I'm there, but dressing 65 players, and I thought this weekend playing a team of equal talent, we were very imp- – the balls were very impressive. So I think – you are with me and I am with you on this. But more importantly, reading the tea leaves, reading social media, reading Twitter, reading message boards, this is the first time in a long time I think the Vols fans in unison are heading in the same direction. We were all skeptical and and rightfully so, we have been a burnt fan base. We have we have seen coaches fail and fail and fail. Um, this was another one coming down the runway. Um, it, it's 
way, way, way too early to say he's a success. Um, not based on the record, but based on the improvements that I'm seeing week to week and the schemes and for an offense to play this fast and the defense to buy in and play as well as they have played, uh, especially against Mizzou, and they're getting better and better each week. Um, I'll give it a B. I'll give Heupel a B plus right now. Um, I thought it was going to be just talk of a bowl game. I thought it was preposterous before the I season, and um, it, it is now looking like it's probable. Uh, I'm going to the game Saturday. Will be my first time in Neyland since 2019. Maybe get the Kentucky game, or maybe maybe it was a South Carolina game. I think about it, but first time back. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the atmosphere. I'm looking forward to the fans being excited and all being on the same page. I don't think there's the, the 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 divide that there has always been on each of these previous coaching searches. And Randall, maybe maybe I'm reading that wrong, but that's the feeling that I've gotten. I I I Robbie, I think it's I think you're dead on, but I think it's also because we came into it as a fan base, not split. Everybody had the same expectations which were nothing. Yeah. You know, we all started with, it can't get no worse. We're giving, when you're three and seven and you're cheating, that's as bad as it gets. Um, Jane, I did have uh, one question about Tennessee football for you. You live here. Yeah. I don't think I sense, especially with the Butch Jones era, I sense fans jump to a big conclusion. Like they were like, oh, this is the guy. We, you know, we're going to be good. We were nine and four last year. You wait till next year, Battle of the Bristol. We're going to the, you know, all that talk. I don't sense ball fans are really overhyped. I think they're almost grateful they don't completely stink. Does that make sense? You, as an outsider. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that as well. Um, I think you guys have been burnt so many times with, you know, preseason hype and all this brick by brick or whatever it was, you know, the, one of the sayings. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I, I don't watch the Vols a whole lot, but, you know, some of the highlights and what I've seen. And just um, I like Hyvel's, you know, he makes fast decisions and I think especially in game and, and that sort, but as far as, you know, the, the quarterback transfer from Michigan, what was his name? Miller. Or Joe Milton. 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 Yeah. So Milton to what hooker now. Is that right? Yeah. Hooker? Yeah. yeah. And Hooker's hooker, crazy. hooker, hooker is the, the clear front quarterback. On, Randall, on what year? Ball. What year is Hooker a senior this year? Hooker is a red shirt senior, even. Yeah. All right. so, do, do they get the? Do they get the COVID? So do they? So does he have two years left, or is this his last year? I think Hooker is a what they call a super senior. So they don't get the COVID waiver. Yeah. Well, I think this is his COVID waiver. Okay. Um. Uh, I and Milton is a as a red shirt junior. He could yeah. play three more years if he liked two junior uh he's gonna he still hasn't used his COVID year well arch yeah. manning will be there by then yeah i was yes. gonna say i don't know if you want milton in there just from the games i've seen and what i've seen out of him uh but no i think that was a that was a big change and that's that's hard to do especially if 
if you're in a rebuild mode almost and you're trying to bring in this younger guy, you could have said Hooker, he's on his way out. Like, I mean, what what's the point? But you know, making the right coaching decision. So I think you guys are on your way. I like to I agree with Robbie on the grade. Um yet a lot of a lot of season left yet to be determined, but I think the changes and the the swings that they've made are definitely uh, looking good. But to answer your question, Randall, yes, the, the fan base has been patiently waiting, but not overzealous about everything. So uh, I'll, I'll say one quote that I read today that was, that was brutally honest and really summed up what you would expect, like taking over a corporation or a company or a program. I believe it was the online offensive line coach that said, we're just now figuring out who the best players are for the each position to make this offense and defense work. And yeah, it's like, that makes sense. It takes time. Mm-hmm. They, they, they came in over the summer and like you're practicing mm-hmm. against each other. See what game film. This is the fourth game. Yeah. Like it's going to take time. So yeah, I just thought it was a very, honest assessment of the coaching staff and the players and hey we're building this thing this is not a this is not a five-star related team that had a scandal and we got a new coach that came and this is a depleted roster from administration to administration to hey it's going to be a rebuild and so be prepared but this is this is what it really looks like from the inside so, yeah. Robbie, I, 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 my one contact, which I don't throw out here on the podcast because he had his, his own podcast, and he, he would probably appreciate us not cutting into his listening office. He answered me immediately and said, yes, Hooker has one more year of eligibility after this season. He's a fifth-year senior in his fourth season of playing because of a 2017 redshirt. A COVID exempt year will allow him an additional season, so you okay. can see him back for 2022. Oh yeah, and he's not NFL ready, so he should be back as long as he's happy with Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. So yeah. one more comment about Tennessee, and then we're going to move on to the Titans and the Falcons. If I really want to get mad again, because the only thing more frustrating than my fantasy team is the Falcons. Um, I think the Vols win again. This weekend, uh, I think we're – are we not a small favorite at home? I think ten and a half. I don't think it's small. I was thinking it was like five and a half. But anyway, we're a favorite at home. Somebody – Brandon, someone can fact check that. I think it's I, ten I'm and fact half. checking it right I'm now. I'm looking right now. You're ten and a half. Yeah. Okay. South Carolina. So, yeah. Should, I, I gamble a little bit. We should win that game. Uh, as a as a double digit favorite, you expect to win. Let's just put it that way. That makes Tennessee four and two. I don't think any of us ever thought this team, especially after losing to Pitt, you know, would get a six win season. So uh, I said six and six, and it was harshly kicked off. But without a transfer, with without some transfer portals, and some of these COVID years. Next year might be even uglier, so let's wait to see what it happens. Oh. Uh, but I am ex- I'm I am cautiously 
I feel like the girlfriend who boyfriend cheated on him and she's took him back, but she don't trust him. So that's exactly where I'm at right now. I love you, Hopple, but I don't trust you. Now let's go into the Tennessee Titans. I think the Falcons in-game performance was disappointing. But overall, going into Sunday, we said, what game would shock you most to lose uh, on the on the marquee? And, and a couple of people chose games. One of the games that would be shocking by our panel on the victory formation to lose was the Jets to beat the Titans. Brandon Chain, season ticket holder to the Tennessee Titans. How disappointing was Sunday in your mind? It was it was a smack in the face for sure. Uh, it, it's, it's so frustrating the NFL. You know, you you come in, you expect to just, I mean, boat race a team that has looked terrible in the first three games. They're zero and three. Even coming into them, into their place, it, it just. I mean, the offensive line was awful. I think we had, what, seven sacks in that game. Uh, I mean, again, like the inconsistency of this O-line is going to be detrimental to to us even having playoff chances. Regardless of missing Julio and A.J. Now, I definitely think they were in the game, you know, our chances of winning were quite a bit better. But – without them versus, versus this team with with Henry back there. Um, I think we had enough to get it done from what I've seen on the previous games from the Jets and just disappointment um, all around. Robbie, was it giving up 300 yards to Zach Wilson or was it watching Davis – have 111 yards as the wide receiver that was more frustrating to you. Can I take equal? I mean, so yeah. So this game was the epitome of the NFL. So we as humans just tend to grab on to memories that we have and we think so and so is better than so and so because of what we saw last year. Instead of we get ha- oh you know break here break there, um, I had Super Bowl hopes hopes for the Titans this year. They had a good year last year, had a good year, great year the year before, lost the national championship game. It's simple stuff, guys. If you have a defensive end owning your tackle, and you don't put a tight end or a running back to help that tackle, and it didn't matter if Julio and AJ were in there. Tannehill didn't have time to throw. Right. They, they couldn't get up. There was no time to get space. There was no routes to run. Um, now I'm getting flashbacks of are we going to waste Derrick Henry's career? There was Prime. some, yeah, there was some crazy stat. He has over like, I think it's, oh, I don't want to misquote the stat. But it's something freakish since, like, 2017, the amount of rushing yards he's ahead of the next person. And it's just like, if we can't block, and then he's still gaining 100, 150 yards, and it's like, we've got a plan for this. If you have to do two tight ends, like, I I just – the offensive play calling was horrible. 
But yeah, Corey Davis going off. Zach Wilson, who every team's been able to confuse. We couldn't confuse. Um, this was just a inexplicable loss. And like I I don't I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is one of those in probably the most winnable division in the NFL. You lose to the Jets. This one could come back to haunt us really badly. You um, and we'll come back with you, Brandon. I won't follow up with both of you. We kind of sit on this show and announced, "Hey, the uh, the Titans have won the division. This game puts the division back in. It's wide open now again." Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's it's wide open because the Titans are as bad as the other teams are. I think, like, it, it, it I mean, it's. It's talent. I don't know what's wrong with Taylor Lewan. I don't, but he's either not into it mentally or he's hurt. If he's hurt, get him off the field because you can't just be playing him for pride for him and he's just getting beat and beat and beat. And like, that's just an attack point for the defense. And like, it's a copycat league. These defensive coaches get paid a lot of money also. They see this weakness over and over and over again. We can't. We can't get Tannehill hurt. We can't get Henry hurt. We already have AJ and Julio hurt. We've got to switch up the schemes to get protection. Brandon, we talked about early in the year. Taylor Juan has became a, a very successful at what we're doing now. Uh, he has one of the fastest growing podcasts in the network, uh, in the in the Barstool network. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bussing in the boys brought to you by Chevrolet trucks. He's very proud of it. As he got, cause Taylor Lewan was a nasty left tackle at one point in this league. He had a PED issue, which I'm, he's openly talked about. He's not proud of. Then he had a major injury. He's got a lot of miles on that body. Is he still the answer at left tackle? I think it's hard to say. Uh, it's not looking like it, obviously. I, I think he's became – even the last couple of years with the PEDs and the the major injuries, he just can't seem to stay healthy or it's always one thing or another. It's just – it's it's become more of a problem and a distraction than I think an actual performer on the field, especially after these first four weeks. Um, I mean, it's just been – Hit or miss, and, and like Robbie said, every these are NFL coaches. They're they're watching game film, like they see, and they're targeting on what that one team did to get so many sacks. Or you know, they're they're watching the Cardinals game. Um, they're they're picking on DBs. They're they're confusing the coverages. They're picking out our coverages because obviously we we can't can't make play calls good enough to confuse, you know, like look at the Patriots game the other night. Like look how much I have not seen Tom Brady that confused reading a defense and maybe ever. Um, I was going to say like, 2000. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Like Bilicek, you know, had his number. Like he, he was distraught. Like he couldn't coverage. They were moving all over the place. They were shifting. Like he just couldn't tell. So, I mean, I'm not saying our coach is going to be, you know, that that kind of – but do – I mean, do something. You've got to 
you got to change the scheme, like Robbie said, and and try something different. It's not working. Brandon, you're right. The Jets did exactly what the Cardinals did. Exactly. Put pressure on the left tackle and just overwhelmed them with a more talented person. And we never adjusted ever. Yeah. And they confused the cornerbacks. Uh, You know, they would do rub rub. I mean, Jackrabbit Jenkins, I think I saw a meme. Somebody called him Bugs Bunny now. Like he's not even, (laughs) you know, like he got embarrassed so bad. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's all around. It's bad. But the thing about the NFL, um, it is any given Sunday. And I, if we can have the coaches competent enough to, to try and, you know, maybe go back and watch these games and, and change the schemes, then I don't count us out yet. Um, we've got all the talent in the world, uh, especially on the offensive side. But I mean, we've got to do something. Uh, I mean, we're hemorrhaging right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm trying to bring uh, Raw Joan, and I don't know why it's not letting me bring him on. Hey, can, but, hey, uh, can we? Did, did they? Did Vandy sell out their one dollar fifty yard line tickets this weekend? Y'all are talking about Tennessee football. That would, be, that would be well. First, before we talk, finish that. I want to ask you both one question. End of the year. What is a Titans record now? Um, I think we do sweep the division, and so that gives us six wins. We got two now. Um, eight. I think we're eleven and seven. Um, maybe ten and. Wait, 11, no, 11 and 7 18, so 10 and 7. So I think we're 11 and 6, 10 and 7, but we win the division. Brandon, uh, yes. I'm thinking 10 and 7 at best. Um, and, and we're going to struggle to win the division at this rate. Who's going to, who's going to, who's going to challenge Titans for the division, though? The Colts are one Yeah, three. possibly. I mean, that's. That's the only team left, but I mean, we keep losing games like this that we should win. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's that, that, you know what's K what's KC going to do to us? You know, <laughs> like what's the 49ers going to do to us that Monday night? Well, I mean, well, my prediction is we win the division. We could be we could be the Washington Redskins of a few years ago winning it at six and ten, <laughs> but I, think, I just think the division's so bad we're going to win. I hope so. I the hope Titans so. at two and two leads the division. All right, let's see if we can pull in. Wild card blows. Are you with <laughs> us? Raj, can you unmute yourself and comment? Raj Meta, traveling in Mexico. Are you with us? See if I can unmute him. Yo. Hello? Yo. Nice. How are you doing? Ah, living the dream, man. All right. I'm going to go ahead, and since we've got you, I'm going to ask you the next subject to lead us off. We just finished the state of Tennessee football. I'm going to come straight with the next subject at you. 
what in God's green earth is Urban Meyer thinking? And would you want him as your coach after the last week? Uh, as a USC guy? Hell yeah. But, uh, you know, it's clear. Uh, I saw this meme. I'm sure everybody has. Urban has made suspect decisions with tight ends. <laughs> First Hernandez, then Tebow, and then the blonde 22-year-old backing it up. Um, you know, we have reports that he's already lost the locker room. It seems like a college coach is already fighting an uphill battle, you know, when it comes to gaining respect. Uh, he's not doing himself any favors. It seems like he'd rather hang out at the swamp, the bar, and uh, party than, you know, be in the freaking coach's office from 4 in the morning to 3 at night. So you would still take him at USC in a heartbeat? College-wise, yes. Pro, you don't no. think this hurts? You don't think this hurts his recruiting ability to recruit yet? I mean, the flip side is if he's still getting twenty-two-year-olds that look like that to come around, then I'm pretty <laughs> sure he could recruit pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Brandon Shane, coming to you. Thanks, Rod. I'm going to put you on mute. We'll bring you back in just a second or put yourself on mute. We, we're hearing you good, but getting a lot of background. So you're, you're connected well. I will Brandon Shane, this was your guy. He won you national championships. I totally agree with Raj. In college, he was fantastic. Um, you know, he's just – he's got a laundry list already of things that have just been bad and, and – Starting off in the NFL, uh, you know, with the – what was the hire? The um, Was it defensive coordinator who tried to hire or, or whoever that was? Strength coach. Yeah, the, the racist guy or something of that nature. And, you know, it just – when there's smoke, there's fire. And, and there's always smoke around this guy. Uh, somehow he, he skates through clean. Um, now, as, as far as coaching strictly in, in college, yeah, he's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a recruiter. And that's what, where he's made his name. I don't see the same effort, especially with this going on. Like, if you're 0-4 and you're not traveling back with the team to get in that office – as soon as possible and figure out what in the hell is going on with your team when you, I mean, clearly there's a lack of, of effort there. I think he's trying to write his college name into the NFL and he's getting it just slammed in his face. All right, Robbie Davis, you always, always bring a different angle. Now, surely you can't spin this well, even though you're a very, very good attorney. It's still a black eye. So, and I've been thinking about this since I saw the video leaked and about, like, what is what, what to make of all this? Um, so, I've been on the record, and this is a debate we can have a different day. Urban Meyer's the second best college football coach I've ever seen. I think... If you weigh it out, he's probably the second best college coach that there's ever been, um, given all things considered. 
But what's so troubling to me, there's so ranking them in order, the not flying back with your team. I've heard some people, some ex players on, on uh, ESPN today talk about how, how that works. So the owners get on first, they're sitting in the very, very front. Then the coaches' staff gets on. They're sitting in the, what would be first class in a commercial set. Then the you know the rest of the players get on. So they all walk by. These guys who are trusting a rookie quarterback to be their leader and a rookie coach, and he's not there. Um, these guys all have families. They these aren't 18, 20 year olds. These are men. These are men with careers. These are men with financial problems, divorces, childhood, real problems, not just hey. I gotta go to the food court to eat eat food. Um, so that's the that's, that's the thing that I can't get over. How do you win back that locker room after you didn't make that flight on an 0 and 14? Number two, man, that's your bar. He owns that bar. Uh, if I'm gonna be there on the owner, confiscate cell phones. Uh, or hey, hey, we gotta check these in there. It's a private-ish party. The owner's in here. He happens to be Urban Meyer. We can't have photos of him uh, floating around the internet for this obvious. It's just such an arrogance, I guess. Um, I don't care too much about what he did. His personal life is his personal life. It was out in public. Um, That's for him. Um, I don't care. Uh, I heard that, you know, he met on position group by position group, didn't address the team as a whole, and there was laughter about, what he, what you know, just his excuses, and then what's this future? If you're the owner of the Jags, yeah, you just paid a lot, a lot of money to hire Urban. Um, there is no doubt in my mind, lawyers are working behind the scenes to fire him for calls because he's on the hook for 12 million for five years. That's a lot of cash for someone that's co- coached for. Games. I don't care how many billions you have. That's a lot of money to part with. So that I do not think Urban makes it through the year. Lawyers looking for a reason to fire him with calls. Urban's lawyers are probably looking for a way to get some kind of buyout in in cheaply. I would be shocked if he makes it through the end of the year. Raj, if if game if if he does a Bobby Petrino and leaves the Jacksonville Jaguars mid-season to take the USC job. Is it Bobby Petrino or is the damage? I, I mean, to me, the damage is done. He might as well jump if he's going to jump. I mean, this is the NFL, which Jerry Glanville said, famously stated, stands for not for long when you act like that. Uh, could you imagine Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin owning a bar and then hanging out in it with no socks in his loafers and red pinkish shorts and like a Irish linen shirt like banana Joe over here it's just unprofessional this isn't college anymore and he already had smoke you know around him so why you know throw more onto the fire like it's just silly and I don't know if he's trying to get himself fired or what but it's clear that he is not ready or professionally have the right mindset for this position. And I agree with Rob that uh, the cons are maybe they're not the best 
GMs ever, clearly, but uh, they're not going to play and they're not going to waste money on uh, this chowder head. All right, Raj. September of 2022. Where is Ur- Urban Meyer? Me? I'm saying uh, back on the big Fox show because I just don't see him having the heart anymore. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> you know, I know Chris Peterson, uh, you know, the old Boise State Washington coach. I mean, he's shown a significant interest. And, um, you know, Bob Stoops has even asked about it. I'd rather have one of those two guys that really wants to be there um, instead of, you know, Urban's interest basically came from the big Fox Saturday with Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner being in L.A. And um, but, yeah, I don't see the drive, the will and the want. So I think he'll be back on TV or he'll be uh, dancing on a bar somewhere, one of his bars. Brendan Jane, where is Urban Meyer, September 2022? I agree. Uh, But I I do think if he does coach again, it'll be in college. Uh, You got to look at history. Uh, I mean, all these high-profile guys, when something bad goes wrong, um, eventually it comes back. I mean – like Petrino, uh, you know, that's just off the top of my head. But there's been several things that have happened to other NFL players, maybe not the coach, that they get traded or drop them. And then another team picks them up because they're good and they're talented. And then it's a business and you want to make money. And it, at the end of the day, time heals all, even bad publicity and – Winning solves everything. So, um, you know, you look at Tiger, that whole scandal. He comes back and has one of the the best years he had on his resume. And everyone loved Tiger again. So, I think it's going to be one of those deals if he gets back into it. Or maybe he's just done. Like, Ross, I said that before. Like, I just do not see any motivation any want or will to try to win. He's he thinks he can just walk in there and put up W's like and it's just not that way. So Yeah, I mean I don't, just a quick he's not in the NFL. Go ahead. Ron. Quick side note to that. Uh he comes from a lot of college towns. Uh Petrino college town. You know, they're deities mm-hmm. there. Uh the cops will give him second, third, fourth chances. I mean you gotta wreck mm-hmm. a motorcycle before it makes publicity right um he's not treated the same anymore and whether you know it's his own sense of arrogance or whatnot and what does he do he runs back to the place where he's still a god um right exactly very interesting you know and i think he's it's just a different ball game now you know tallahassee knoxville used to be like that not anymore uh but you know he's no longer the guy that he that he once was and he's starving for it Robbie Davis, you always figure it out. September 2022, are we watching him on TV? Or is he in L.A. on the sidelines or in Jacksonville? I can't imagine Urban Meyer lets his let, – let's assume he gets fired. Let, assuming he doesn't make it through the year. I can't imagine 
he lets his legacy in like that. So I think he comes back. Now the question is, Brandon hit the nail on the head, winning cures all. What program is open that will look over everything because they want to win so bad? Florida State. Florida State? Mm-hmm. There's a certain program in Baton Rouge. LSU. Um, yep. We talked about that think, on the group I don't think USC will pull the trigger on him. I think I don't think that's a fit. Um, I think Florida State, I think um, LSU are some good options. And um, it's got to be a power five school, right? That he can he can come to, he can win, and he hey, can get into the playoffs. Wait, but but watch this angle. Luke Fickle goes to USC. Cincinnati's opening, joining the Big Twelve. Uh, a, a all of a sudden, very winnable Big Twelve. I don't see His that. Family's in Ohio. He's from. I don't Ohio. see that. I mean, who's, he's a god in Ohio State. Like to go to downgrade per se to from Ohio State to Cincinnati. I don't see him doing that in the same state. But yeah. hey, less, less availability, pressure, man. Availability is the best ability. I don't see him going out getting fired at Jacksonville and not saying, "Hey, I can at least go to a bowl game. I can at least bring back a college team." Um, like I said, I think he's the second best coach in college football history. Like, no, I know, but to leave, you know, one of the top programs in the country and go to Fox. And then now go to the NFL, and then to come back and start back over at Utah, you know, like I absolutely not. Like he doesn't have the heart for that. <laughs> All right, what about I, the lack of pressure? Like I could see him at a place like Boise State, you know, a place well, that can uh, kind of well, recruit itself. Um, you know, hey, I don't hey, see it. Hey, uh, an analogy is, um, oh my God, uh, Jim Calhoun who won three championships at UConn, now is coaching at, like, uh, I want to say Holy Cross, but that's not it. But it's some some, some little Division three school, and he's just doing it for the love of it. He just likes to coach. He didn't want the stress. Totally well, different situation, though. Look at – Urban's going to be doing it for the fame to get, get that, oh, yeah. you know, legacy Probably. back. back hey, 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 Nick Saban's not going to coach forever. Urban could always come Ever. follow Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I hate to call, call a plug on the Urban Talk, but we got a bunch of college football topics, NFL, and we want to touch on Major League Baseball. This kind of leads – we led ourselves into the, the next subject, the slippery spoke, slope of Ed Orijan at LSU. And I personally – would t- say that that LSU team ranks in, and I didn't see them in person. Didn't see, didn't play them in person, but watching them on TV, that LSU team ranks in my top six or seven all-time teams. Since Joe Burrow walked out, along with Jamar Chase, along with Russell Gage, along with a bunch of those guys, LSU under Ed Orgeron is not the same team. Is it too soon to come after Ed Orjon, Cocho at LSU, 
Robbie, lead us off on the topic. I mean, I think I said this when they lost to UCLA. Um, it, yeah, it, the experiment both worked and has run its course. They got their championship. They got, just like they got one under Les Miles. Um, they got one under Ed Orsron. That's a powerhouse. They can recruit. They've got so much talent. They just got to put it together. But no, Coach O's days are numbered. Um, listen to these next four games at Kentucky, home, home, home versus Florida, at yeah. Ole Miss, at Alabama, then versus Arkansas. Hey, if he's two and three, that would be a great run. Build him a damn statue. Um, I don't think he's getting two wins out of those. Um, no, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. He was a uh, likable figure. But like, look, Les Miles, when they're out of coaching, Orgeron, going to be out of coaching, never had a interim coaches many times failed. Um, but the, the, the story of LSU to me is, oh my God, what could have been if Nick Saban stayed there? Like, what a juggernaut. It was there. It was on the verge. Raj Meta, is it time to pull the chain on the Edwards Ron experiment? It is. Uh, you know, he's a hell of a personality and a character and a coordinator. Uh, you know, he got – I don't think all those were his guys. I think there's a lot of less miles – Carry over, and you know he got his, his title. It's like Kevin Ollie, uh, basketball coach at UConn. He won one or two, and then he's out like two years later. Uh, you know, I said this before. The people at USC, and I, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on it, but they said they don't just need a coach; they need somebody to lead the program. And I don't see Coach O as that. Um, I think he'll be. Again, and anybody would be foolish not to take him as his coordinator. I saw what he did with the USC defense, the defensive line when he was that coach. They were monsters. Um, it, it's time. They, they need to step up in the ranks and get someone, I don't want to say professional, but uh, just somebody that lead the program with staying power. All right. Uh, coach, oh, 100%. Coach O will 100% end up in, in Alabama for Saban's defensive line coach. That's just how it works. Will he end up at Ole Miss as Lane Kiffin's defensive coordinator? No. They were together at Tennessee. He was Lane Kiffin's hand. I know, I know. But hey, there's, there's a much more successful track record of going to Saban. Uh, all right. Brandon Jane. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree. Um, uh Raj hit it on the head there, too. Uh, he was at the tail end there, I think, with some of Miles' recruits. And and just the the pieces kind of fell in his lap. So, obviously, his recruiting personally has not been, been the best. But, uh, yeah, I think his days are definitely numbered. Who did who, – uh, who replaced Joe Burrow at Ohio State? Fields? Yes. Um it was Phil, actually, yeah, but um, it uh, Barrett 
No, he transferred because of was it Barrett Tate, Mart- and- Tate, Tate Martell was supposed to be a guy there. Tate Martell stayed. Tate Martell was fourth in line, but um, it when Fields transferred, that was that was his sign out of there. Yes. All right, we're gonna jump to the NFL for a minute and then come back to college football. Did we? Has the NFL truly become parity? I'm going to run through some scores, and you tell me. First of all, the only undefeated team was the Ravens. I mean, over the Raiders, easily handled by the Chargers. I don't think we would call the Raiders elite yet, Raj. The Buccaneers, 1917. The Rave, uh, the Packers and the Steelers, pretty what we expected, 27 to 17. The 49ers lose to the Seahawks. I think we all picked the Seahawks. The Rams, after just handling the Bucks on the week earlier, give up 37 points to the Cardinals. Or no Cardinals, right? Yeah. Only one with that record, four and zero. Yep. yep. The uh, it's the way it happened. I, that's what shocks me. The Falcons, Falcons. <laughs> I don't think there's no way we should have to talk about them. Or Daryl. I love that guy. Hey, he had a great game. Yeah, yeah he did. On my was he on, your, was he on your bench, Raj? Always, dude. Anybody that has the best game of their career is on my bench. Hey, I'll trade your running back for him. But you don't have right any running backs. Talk with uh, my agent, Rich Paul. The Jets beat the Titans. Whoa. What the, the hell Giants happened there, man? Beat the Saints. I know you guys covered it, but Jesus. Yeah. It Jets? Was hey, the mockery. I mean, just, just a, an embarrassment. All around. I mean, there's about, Robbie Davis, there's about five. I know of those you're without. Two receivers, but Jesus. It wasn't that. So, 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 are we doing doing NFL takeaways? There's about five of those games that I consider serious upsets. How has the NFL become 50-50? Well, let me just start off with how in the world does Sam Kroenke spend $5 billion on a stadium is built indoors, <laughs> and you have a lightning delay in Southern California. I, I, I've, I've listened to people. I've, I just don't understand how that's possible. I don't publicity stunt bolt up publicity. Yeah, stunt. Like, like you can't like literally a lightning could not have gotten into the stadium. It, but anyway. it was the sides are open, so it could be a ground strike that goes horizontal in, you know, and catches somebody, but. Mr. Weatherman. I mean, that like two to three hours to get in there uh, and like five hours to get out of there. So maybe yeah. that was it. So so my early prediction, uh, I'll start on this game. Early prediction, I was like, oh, it's going to be 60, 40 Raiders fans. Then I went to 70, 30. Then maybe 75, 25. It was 90, 10 Raiders fans. That was intense. Uh, yeah, man. I've never seen the uh, home field Roger, you get food so bad coming out. But takeaway nope. for the weekend – the, Can you mute? the Bills are really, really good. Um, the char- I, Again, 
Bills Chargers, man, they're they look like they're on a collision course for the AFC Championship. Bengals, Ravens, Browns, all three and one. But man, I mean, they're gonna. I don't think either of those, any of those are that great. Um, I think the Ravens are gonna run into problems when you get the playoffs. You start zeroing on the run. Uh, hey, Packers looked really, really good after it's that. R E L A X again, Aaron Rodgers. Like, calm down. Like, I got this. He's yeah. still one of the greatest. Um, the Sunday night game, Belichick. So, what he did for Brady. So, this is what I talked about all week. Is this the blueprint? How is he going to confuse him? Brady looked confused. And so Brady's going to be studying this all week because he's going to see this the rest of the season. All all guys standing up, no down linemen. It's going to be – this variation of this is coming. And so how does he adapt and how does that work out? It's going to be fascinating. Um, the, uh, the Cardinals, man, to beat a Rams team and to beat them badly – uh, Kyler Murray looks like the MVP right now. That's a hard – I was not a believer in uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, but he's proven me wrong. Um, and then, then just – there's a lot of just blah teams. Our, uh, Seahawks, San Francisco, that whole division, uh, like I said, the Cardinals set themselves apart, but the rest of that's coming coming together. The Panthers, were they a product of who they played? Dallas kind of took it to them. So, interesting to see that. But um, the NFCs, I think you could you could check off your playoff teams right now and be pretty accurate. AFC, I think, more wide open. All right, Rod Meta. Coming in from uh, Mexico, I'll give you a second to unmute. Or here, I can unmute you, I think. Rog, you are ready to go, I believe. Hold on. Nope. You have to unmute yourself, I believe. Mute button, Rog. Okay. Well, I got Rog to mute. There he goes. Am I back? You're back, buddy. Hello? Yes, you're here. Welcome to River City. What's your opinion on the NFL week? Somebody take over because I can't hear shit. (laughs) Well, there goes our FCC (laughs) license. (laughs) Um, I'll go ahead and step in for you, Raj. Get to a better spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, cards 4-0. Again, it, it's I'm so confused right now because, you know, we come in with the cards first game and, and we get boat raced. And, and Kyler Murray just makes us look ridiculous. Um, Titans, I'm saying. And then, you know, we come back and win in Seattle. In, in quite a fashion. So it's just the NFL is so hard to determine 
these things. But I, I do agree with Robbie. You can almost pick some of these elite teams right now. And I, I, I would throw Dallas in there too. I, I think this yeah. is I think this is one of their the actual years, but they actually do really, really well. Um, I think they clearly win their division. And I I mean I thought it would be close between them and Washington, but I, I just don't even see Washington in the picture anymore. So um I I like them and again the the Bills, Chargers, uh Bucks, I mean yeah, AFC. Whew. The rest of it's a toss-up. Titans are probably going to be in there somewhere. Wild card, maybe if if it gets real bad. But um, it's tough. I th- I think it's closer to fifty-fifty on a lot of teams. But there's there's an elite few right now that I think you could bet a handful of teams on one of them, and you got pretty good odds on winning a Super Bowl. Well, and, and, and just to further point out, because I don't know what our viewership is. I know probably the least sexy division in the NFL is the AFC South. But just to recap who's in this division, you have the Titans, who at least have continuity. The Texans, whose franchise quarterback is suspended for the year. You have the Colts, who are minus 14. They're, they started 0-3, won a game last week. And then you have the Jags, who, as we have talked about, are under – their coach may be fired. But if the te- if the Tides can't win this game, then there's this division. I'm not sure what's going on. But as a whole, Titans for point differential, minus 16. Houston, minus 49. Colts, minus 14. Jags, minus 41. That's a terrible division if the Titans can't win it. With the only stability in the division, then just. I would agree with you, Robbie, but it would be so NFL that oh, the yeah. Titans could not win this, and it would be like the Texans with, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Raj, if you're back in. Raj, what do you got? Are you back with us? I am. Uh, first, on Monday Night Football, yeah, Raider Nation goes deep and. Uh, frankly, Rob has said it before, and I agree with him. Uh, the more physical, better team won that football game. Uh, defensively, the Chargers controlled the game, much like Arizona did against the Rams. Uh, you know, drafting Isaiah Simmons, drafting uh, – I can't remember whom else, but they've been after that defense and then filled uh, offensively guys like Rondale Moore in the later rounds. Uh, you know, signing A.J. Green, still having Christian Kirk. They're pretty well set on both sides of the ball. I do see Kyler Murray in a – he's much better than Baker Mayfield, obviously, but uh, and, and Carson Wentz. But he does still have a tendency to force the action, uh, but usually makes up for it tenfold. Uh, they'll, they'll be interesting to see. The defense is why, you know, the Rams were befuddled, and, and that was surprising. But um, – as for that South, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the worst quarterbacks in any division as well. Um, Wentz is a walking turnover if he can walk. Um, you know, I think everything depends on Derrick Henry's health. And not to say that he's oft injured, but, I mean, how long can this dude carry a team? Because, yeah, he's a freak of nature. But, man, if they are one injury away from catastrophe. 
I I agree with all of y'all. I will add one caveat for my weekend NFL takeaway. I do think that we have went into the season all talking about how elite the AFC was and how good they were at the top. And I think we had it wrong. I think three of the four best teams in the NFL may be in the NFC in the Bucks, the Rams, and the Cards. Uh, I think the NFC has a very strong lineup. And I think before the year it stakes out, it is still some form of the Chiefs and the Bills. And I'll give Robbie uh, credit for being early on the Chargers. I think the Chargers may be – I don't know if the Chargers can win that division, but I definitely think the Chargers and the Raiders are better than I would have gave them credit for. Uh, anybody got any NFL thoughts to finish up, or are we ready to move on? All right. Well, quickly, uh, just to mention it, baseball playoffs start this week. Uh, got one local team in it. Of course, the Braves open up with the Brewers. The Dodgers play a one-game elimination with the Cards, then faces the Giants. Over in the American League, if they win, the Yankees and the Red Sox open it up. Uh, And I don't remember who they play if they win. Who do they play, Rog, if they win? The Yankees and the Red Sox get. Uh, Tampa. Rays, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. They, They get the Rays. So, uh, quickly handicapping those series, the wild card games, all that good stuff. Uh, Rod, you're kind of our baseball guy. In, 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 a, in a short way, tell us what you – just make some quick predictions on it. Of course, it's, it's 3-1 right now. The Red yeah, Sox the, lead the, the Yankees. The Sox are up at home. It's tough. You know, the Dodgers – I've said this before. They're one game off of the best record and they wouldn't have home field until the World Series. They will be the road team if they advance. Uh, I'm scared of St. Louis. They Tyler O'Neill, Gold, Goldie, and, and Nolan Arenado are just smacking the ball. Um, and, you know, and what really was painful, the Dodgers have lost so many players to injuries. On the last day of the season, Max Muncie, their home run, RBI, OPS leader, dislocates his elbow and that was brutal now I know the Braves lost Acuna Jr. but that was at the trading deadline and they went out and Anthopoulos did and made the team arguably overall better with who he got um, you, you know no one's better than Acuna but they became a much more solid team and because of that you know I think they can beat Milwaukee I think they will uh, Milwaukee's lineup is pretty soft and um, I know their pitching is good, but I, I think the Braves have enough veteran hitters and experience in the playoffs to advance. I hope the Dodgers win. Then it would be L.A. and San Francisco. I'm actually uh, going to be in Mexico this weekend and then back to Orange County next week and uh, hoping to be at Dodger Stadium on Monday and Tuesday if we have a game. Uh, over in the American League, Tampa's are so solid. You know, I, I think – they are going to be really tough to beat. The other series is Houston and the White Sox. Uh, Giolito, I don't think, is in, is back yet. Uh, unfortunately, Houston is going to be right there. You know, I think it's going to be Houston and Tampa again. And, and I hate to say it, if, as long as they're not cheating, I'm leaning Houston. All right. It, I, you know, I 
I tend to agree with you. I think the Braves win their series. I think the Dodgers do beat the Cardinals. I just I like Scherzer on that big stage. I think the Dodgers beat the Giants. I think we get a Braves-Dodgers rematch. And on the other side, I just – I don't see Tampa losing. Um, and I do like the White Sox, even with with a little bit of an injury situation. I like the, the White Sox to beat the Astros. So, I know that's not the most popular thought. Uh, Robbie, will we get you back for baseball season? If the Braves make a little run here, can we get you bought in on the Atlanta Braves? So, it's like – I give MLB some credit. I'm like, oh, what a fantastic idea. Have Yankees Red Sox on Tuesday night. No competition. You're going to get great eyeballs. Then I look at the Brave schedule, and I'm like, okay. Oh, Friday, 4.30. That's good. Yes. So we'll get a big audience for the for, in the East Coast for the Braves game. Everyone getting off work, going to happy hour, getting the Braves game. Then I look at the very next day. When do they play? Five o'clock on Saturday. Like, college football is going to monopolize that. Like, why does the NFL, was MLB shoot themselves in the ratings foot so many times? It, you, you play 162 games, you play year round. Just play when there's nothing else on competition. Um, I'll watch the game on Friday. There's n- absolutely no way I'm going to watch the Braves game on Saturday because college football's on. Like hey, you'll be at a game too. I mean, that's that's. Well, my it doesn't problem. matter if I'm being a game or not. There's there's plenty of other football games on that I want to watch over a baseball game. Like that's just the way the world, at least America, has changed. And baseball so arrogant to not grasp that that they are the third, maybe fourth sport in America. So stop acting like you're number one. Just stop. And then just, like you can get ratings, but get get ratings on your own time. Don't try to interfere with other people's television time. Do you the season is too long. Yeah, but high profile games. High profile games like that, you've gotta you gotta schedule correctly. I agree with Robbie on that one. Yeah. I mean no one's watching the game on a Tuesday, you know in March or whenever they're playing, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't think baseball, I was at the Dodgers Red Sox World Series in Boston game two. It was freaking freezing. It was like 10 degrees. Uh, you know, I, I don't think baseball wants to play their finale in that, in that type of weather to risk it, you know, at New York mm-hmm. or Boston. Um, they pack in those series and, you know, they kind of, basically schedule based upon the principle that, you know, baseball guy is going to sit there and watch each game, each game, each game on a, on a Thursday and on a Friday. And, uh, you know, the higher profile teams will be in prime time. Uh, you know, I agree with Rob, but uh, originally, you know, interleague play gets such big ratings that they can't cut that now. Uh, well, but, you know, they should certainly cut division games, shorten the season, and yeah. then, you know, this should be played in October by the beginning of October like it used to be. Yeah, well, yeah, well, base, baseball's argument is, hey, we make good hamburgers, so we're only going to serve hamburgers. We're not going to get into the chicken market where the NFL is like, oh, no, hey, we used to play on Sundays. Then we played on Mondays. 
Then we're playing on Thursdays. Then we're going on Saturdays. Then we're going to London. We're going to Mexico. Like, no, no, we're going to keep expanding our market. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting, oh, we're going to grow because organic fans are going to happen. No, they're 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 diluting. The, like, it, it's, it, it's such a regional sport. You can do good regional numbers, but you can't get the big contracts that um, the NFL is going to do. So, you the, the, like, I, I get it that it's cold for fans, and if you don't want to play in November, then, yeah, double header it up all through summer and get the game. I've always said playoff in August. Do the MLB playoffs in August. Before college football starts, you will have all to yourself. And it will be a ratings bonanza because you're waiting for that. Then college football, then the, the sport goes around and around. So I think I'm the last of a dying generation. I am going to Tennessee, South Carolina, but we've made arrangements to go eat dinner at a place that will have both college football and the Braves on. And and if I was at home, I would watch Tennessee, then I would watch the Braves. So uh, I know I'm a little bit older than everybody else. So my my priority, and I'm, I've said it since we started this show, I really don't watch a ton of college football other than Tennessee games and West Coast games. I, I, last weekend I, had a, I didn't go to a UTC game or a UT game, and I found myself watching a ton of football. I understand it's easy to do in this day and time. So I would have – I watched Alabama. I watched Ole Miss. I watched I watched Cincinnati. I mean, I really diluted myself in football. But I also found myself about 5 o'clock going, hey, I can't take no more and leaving. So it's uh, – it, it, you have to – I guess it's what you grew up with, and I'm used to that one or two games on a Saturday being it. So – um, anybody else got anything about baseball playoffs? I think you all are right. I think the season needs to end way before now. I Just quick, my brief knowledge, I think the Braves have a chance to make a run to the World Series. I, I do too. They absolutely do. You, I believe that every team has to pay their dues. The Dodgers paid their dues for about five years. Uh, the Braves ended up 3 nothing last year. That may as well count it for five years. So, yeah. I would not be surprised at all to see them in the series. Uh, the bullpen still a little suspect, but, you know, they got Rich Rod. That was a great acquisition. And uh, with that lineup, you know, we, we're without Max Muncy. The Braves have five Max Muncy's. Dudes are hitting 35 home runs. You never know. But, yeah, Most I love playoff baseball. Every pitch matters, man. And, and I'll take it over college football any day of the week. I love playoff baseball. Uh, the Braves have a lot of players playing well. If you give me Soroka and Acuna back, I say the Braves are as good as anybody. But the thing about baseball, they you seem to win when you least expect it. And I think the Braves are playing with the house money at this point. So there's not, a, there's not a lot of pressure on the Atlanta Braves. Well said. All right, guys. I quickly want to get to the college 20, top 25. And this will be our last subject of the night, unless there's something about has got something else to bring up. Um, we saw two huge matchups in the top five this past week. We both, well, I think everybody said on one show or another, 18 is way too many to give a Georgia 
uh, and Arkansas, and then we saw Georgia just absolutely smack Arkansas. We both, we all said that 80 was too big of a number. It, it very much was too big of a number in Alabama and Ole Miss. But I also thought Alabama looked inspired. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin's little comments kind of got under Nick Saban's skin. I feel like, and we'll start with Raj, then Chain, and then uh, Raj, Chain, and Robbie to comment. I feel like we got to see a clear one and two after this week, and that is Alabama and Georgia. Give me your three and four after that. And is uh, your opinion of Alabama and Georgia? Rod, your your first thought, buddy. Uh, this may be the year that Georgia actually doesn't disappoint and fulfills their purported destiny because that defense is nasty. I was wrong on that game. I thought Arkansas could do enough. Uh, they, you know, up front they were just pulverized up front on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, is a freshman. They lost. Uh, What's his name? The running back uh, to an injury. I mean, if they play tomorrow, you, you should never bet against Alabama. But I'm curious what you guys think the spread would be. You know, like Alabama minus three. You know, something like that. Um, oh, as I'd say for, seven. Seven. As for uh, three and four, uh, my number three team is I don't, and my number four team is Give a Shit. Uh, I've said it before many times. <laughs> There are every year one to two to three teams, and everybody else is just putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, you may as well put number three through 25 in a hat and draw names and numbers because nobody else stacks up to those two teams. I knew Oregon was fool's gold. I couldn't believe A&M, and I bet against them twice in a row, and they've made me money. It was up to five. Uh, Penn State, Robbie and I have talked about it losing season to suddenly being in the top 10 by beating what a crappy Wisconsin team barely uh they're horrible. Michigan, Wisconsin's terrible yeah and, yeah and Michigan's the, the one team that intrigues me and Cincinnati intrigues me um you know beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame that's no small feat uh, so there are storylines but there are two powerhouses this year and they're they're not SEC they're not college football they are Georgia and Alabama, they are quasi-NFL teams, and I can't wait to see them play. All right. Well, I, I agree. I'm going to add, while, while we're talking about it, I think Michigan's the third-best team in the country. I think if I had an AP Ooh. vote, I would put Michigan third or some combination of Cincinnati third and Michigan fourth, something to that effect. But, Shane – it is one versus two, and then I think he's right. It's throw a hat around about six or seven teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd put the full 25 in the, the rest of them, uh, the hat, but, it, it, yeah, it's clearly Georgia-Bama. I mean, you hit it on the head. Georgia's defense is legit. I actually think Georgia will beat Bama in, in the uh, SEC championship, so – that said, I love what Cincy's doing. I mean, they don't really 
have I mean they play what SMU, which is what number twenty four ranked. That's the the only other team they they play that's even ranked. So they've got a cakewalk schedule. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt them, um, but they've looked good thus far. Penn State, they've got some teams ahead of them to play. Ohio State, I mean, who knows? They their defense is so bad. It, it reminds me of the Titans. Like they've got so many offensive weapons. And their defense is just so atrocious they just can't stop tripping over their own feet. So, but Ohio uh, State's path is clearly defined now to get it is. Yeah, they they could definitely make it in. Um, now that Oregon lost, that that was a little help. But I'll tell you what, you, you know, number twelve Oregon State, they've they've impressed me with with some of their play. Um, I think they're pretty legit. What's the? It, it's a new coach they've gotten now. I can't remember the name. Maybe Raj knows. Morgan State's number twelve. Yeah. So they they've been doing really good, and they I mean they've got two big games left: Arizona State, and they've got uh, Oregon. You know, at the end. Yeah. Go ahead. So what, or, Raj? What what's Oregon State? Didn't they get a new coach? What's the deal there? That's Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's twelve. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I wrote that down wrong. Okay, so hey, Oregon State, I think, is ranked as well, and they kicked our ass. Um, you know, SC just wasn't ready for them. That was their first win in the Coliseum since nineteen sixty-three. Oklahoma, uh, hey, uh, 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 Oregon State's not ranked. They did kick y'all's ass. Yeah, I mean it's pretty sad, uh, but they can run the ball. They can throw the ball, and. You know, the quarterback's actually pretty darn good. Uh, defense is solid. I mean, they're going to make some noise. So I would watch out for that team. And ironically enough, I was at the basketball game, Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. And Oklahoma State and Caden Cunningham were favored, but they got their ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, my boy Tinks, who's, who's had a great run there in the uh, the Sweet 16, I believe it. He made it too, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I, I agree. I, Ohio State, who knows? You know, the thing about college, like you guys were talking about with Tennessee earlier, they were just figuring out who the best players are or, you know, trying to see who's cohesive on, on each side of the ball. And it takes time with these young kids, especially now, obviously, Saban is the, the best in the world at it. Um, I mean, he can bring in – player after player, and, and it just seems to fit a round round thing in a square peg. So it, it works out, but a lot of other coaches struggle with that, trying trying to just figure out what's really going on. And these, these are kids we're talking about. I mean, they're 18, 19-year-old kids that are trying to make it work uh, at a, at a fast-paced, higher level, especially in – Big five. So it's a toss up. Um, yeah, have no clue after all that. <laughs> all right. Uh, I looked it up and I thought Oregon State was ranked too. They've won four straight, including defeats. Of no, Oregon I completely wrote Washington. that down wrong. They are currently number 26 in one bowl and 27 in the other one. Robbie Davis, Georgia, Alabama. This is where it's extremely important for the committee to realize 
what you're doing and what you're putting on. You're putting on a four-team tournament, but you're also putting on a television show. If whoever, uh, let's assume it's Alabama and Georgia, the East and the West, SEC. Whoever loses, you cannot drop them to four because you cannot have one versus four in that first matchup. You want them to each, you want it to be one and three and have two and three play one and four and see if they can get back to it. They're, they're the two, as of right now, they're the two best teams. They deserve to play and play a rematch. If someone else comes up, then maybe that changes the narrative. But right now, that's how it should be. Um, I just, I just have a one pet peeve. Um, how in the hell is Ohio State ranked above Oregon? They just played in Columbus, and Ohio State just got beat badly, and then they're ranked ahead of Oregon. Like, I, like this, this is what led to the BCS. What led to the playoff is. Idiot riders like this. Like, we just saw them on the field, on the same field, playing. Um, as far as uh, Cincinnati, man, I want to see them in there. I, I, they, did what, they did what the people have asked for so long. They've scheduled non-conference power fives on the road. They beat them. Indiana, it's not, it's not Cincinnati's fault that Indiana hasn't been good this year. Notre Dame is still good, um, and maybe they run out and do ten and one or eight and one. Um, I want to see Cincinnati in it, um, and then the sleeper though, and I just don't think it's possible, just because I think uh, Day's a better coach than Harbaugh. But if Michigan runs it, then then they, they obviously have a seat at the table. But I just think they beat Harbaugh again. I just I think Ohio State's way too talented. They just haven't got their stuff together this early in the year. They scheduled right. a game against Oregon that right. probably wasn't the right time to schedule it. Totally agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close out this segment, then everybody get your bet your nuts ready and your last words. I think Robbie hit on the biggest point. And it's the point I was gonna make. Alabama and Georgia cannot finish one and four. No. Or your championship game menace means nothing. Yeah. I very much will go out on a limb and I'm going to give you my four at the end of the year. Number one, uh, I'm going to give you with some caveats. Number one, the winner of the Alabama Georgia SEC championship game is undefeated in rank number one. The winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game Don't you say it. into the playoffs and they end up ranked either number two or three, but the winner of that game ends up in one of those spots. Cincinnati wins out and ends up in one of those spots. If I was calling it right now, I would say Georgia won, Cincinnati two, Ohio State three, I mean, excuse me, Cincinnati, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Georgia kills Cincinnati, Alabama beats Ohio State, and then you get the championship rematch. 
So, so real quick, a question no I ask. You, a question I ask every year, and I guess it's a hopeful question I ask every year. If Saban wins eight, does he call it a day and just say, I'm done? No. Definitely. Brandon? He's got hey, he pulled an Urban Meyer in the pros. I don't think so. Himself in the pros. I think, I mean, I think this is, he has got, it's one of those things, like, this separates, like, multi-millionaires from, like, billionaires. Like, that drive and that work ethic that you just, it's nonstop. All you do, you eat, sleep, breathe. There's no thought other than that thing. And Saban's got that, and that's why he's the greatest ever. I don't. I don't think. I think he stops when he feels like he's losing and he can't recruit like he used to. And until he stops winning championships, why would you? This is the guy who sat on national TV and talked about how much he looks forward to his breakfast every morning. Two oatmeal cream pies and two little Debbie pies. He has nothing in his life. His wife is the queen of Tuscaloosa. She's very happy being the queen of Tuscaloosa. I think he, I think much like Bear Bryant, he coaches till he dies. Bear Bryant uh, retired six, seven months before he passed away. Okay, then, then just real quick follow-up. Then if you guys say that, over under 10 championships for Nick Saban. Real quick. Over. Over. How many does he have now? Seven. Seven. Uh, how old is he? Like 74? Yeah, he's... give him 10 more years. He's 67, yeah. 68. He'll probably paterno it, not with the kitty stuff, of course, but like just be a figurehead like the Queen of England at some point. So, yeah, I'll go over as well. I hate life when thinking of that, too. Now, Robbie Davis, the great NASCAR gambler, spotlight is on you. What do you have for a bet the nuts? And if we get – hey, how did the NASCAR bet go this week? Well, so it was a bittersweet moment. So, um, Hamlin did not win. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. You probably – I'm sure you guys were all watching – but the rain got uh, the race got delayed Sunday because of the rain. They started on Monday. Rain came in again. Couldn't finish it. Um, so Bubba Wallace won. So he became the second black driver in NASCAR history to win a race. Um, the owners of that team are Michael Jordan and uh, Denny Hamlin. So they got to celebrate with Bubba Wallace. So a nice historic event in Talladega. Um, I did not win any money, um, but uh, it was it was a nice little event. I actually I, I caught the highlights of it. Couldn't watch it because some of us have to work, like I mentioned earlier. Um, are we going to bet your nuts pick now? Are we? Yes. Or, or, all right. Yes. So I got. Uh, hey, real quick, are, I can't change out of this app, so I don't know any of the big spreads this week, pro and college. 
If anybody wants to run him down, I'd be sorely appreciative, follow- and I'm sure our audience would like to hear him too. Just follow my picks, Raj. Um, uh, of course. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you the NFL real quick if you want. Just go ahead and pick them. Um, so I'm going uh, – I'm giving the crowd tomorrow night and Thursday night picks. So for tomorrow night, um, sorry, Raj, but I'm going for the Cardinals plus one and a half. And then I like that parlay. we got Rain, Rain White right? – Raymond versus uh, Scherzer, and then I like the under seven and a half. So I think I think LA may still win, but it's be a close score, low scoring, two good pitchers. I like the Cardinals and the under. Then for Thursday, um, give me Seattle at home, short week. All like the home team plus two and a half versus the Niners. All right, Rob, uh, what would you like to hear, man? The baseball numbers? Yeah, the big college football games, the baseball numbers. You know, I Wainwright's a big game pitcher. Scherzer has been sometimes. So, yeah, football, college football, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't have them. I got them right here. All right. All right. You've got Thursday night, you got Houston, Tulane, Houston minus six at Tulane. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hear that. Let me get some bigger ones here. This is- <laughs> go, go only top 25. Sorry, I just started reading, and it's hey. stupid. I'm like, what, what am I doing? Hey, okay. Brandon's like you got uh, Will Michigan State. It's on the screen. He just reads. <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> No, so uh, number 11, Michigan State at Rutgers, only favored by five. Uh, South Carolina, Tennessee is favored 10 and a half. Ooh. Um, Oklahoma over Texas, three and a half at Texas. So that's, uh, that's not a now, bad one. Don't they play at the Cotton Bowl? Oh, yeah, it's neutral, neutral ground, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, they're, they're on the bottom. Um, who does Tennessee play again? South Carolina, ten and a half favorite at Tennessee. Georgia, oh, yeah. Auburn. Georgia's Georgia's only favored by fourteen and a half. After last week, I kind of like fourteen and a half at Auburn, but I don't know. I'll let you toy with that one. Um, let's see. That's pretty much. I'm good. I'm taking yeah, that Georgia cool. game. I'll take Georgia all day. Uh, if Arkansas, who's a better team than Auburn, gets 18 and a half, I know, was in Georgia, uh, I think Bo Nix is going to die. That defense is insane. Uh, I don't even know how much they're going to score. You know, I, less than a touchdown, in my opinion. So I'll go Georgia, bet you're nuts. Take them against Arkansas. Or, sorry, uh, Auburn, take the points. All right, Brandon, what's your bet? You're nuts. I'm, I'm I'm perplexed. I've got three. Is that is that legal on three R's? I'm not sure. That is, that is completely legal. Okay, so Saturday, I I mentioned this. I do like Michigan State minus five over Rutgers. Um, Rutgers are just a, an awful team, and Michigan State has showed signs of life. So I like that one a lot for Saturday. Uh, agree with Roger. I'm not going to take his thunder on that one. 
On Sunday, I like Packers at Cincy minus three. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers and it's Joe Burrow. They, I just don't see how he doesn't score more than three to beat them. And then I like Dallas minus seven versus the Giants. All right, I'll give uh, – mine's quick, and then Shane will come back to you for your final words. The Braves, plus 125 to win the series. Straight up, I think the Braves win 3-2, to 3-2 or 3-1. I love – I know the Brewers have such good front-end pitching. But at the same point, the Braves are going to run Freed, Ian Anderson, game one, game two. I really think Charlie Morton, excuse me, Morton, Freed, Anderson, one, two, three. I think they went two of three of those. Uh, they get a split in Baltimore, I mean, in Milwaukee, and then went two at home. Give me the Braves plus 125. All right, final words. Brandon Shane, going to Hawaii. You're going to do a show from the beach. We'll see. I can't make it this week. I'll be on the plane, but um, yeah, next we're, week. I'm, yeah, I'm, we're, my final words. We're, I'm I'm stuck this week too. So yeah, things. so we'll we'll work on it next week. I'm sure I can carve out an hour for it. Um, final words. Titans, get your together. Uh, like what is going on? The offensive line is atrocious. Defense is atrocious. We're going to waste Henry's prime like we touched on earlier. Um, come on, man. That's all I got. Get off the butt. Quit busting with the boys, Taylor Lewan. Yeah. Get off the podcast and go practice. Technical difficulties. What's your final words for tonight? <laughs> um, yeah, so just a quick background on my story. Uh, so even though I don't love golf, it's my first dude's trip in a long time and it's in Baja Mara, south of San Diego. And I couldn't find my passport. Uh, the one that was there was my wife's and I was like, oh shit. Uh, what happens then is you need to get a passport right away and you have to make an appointment at a passport agency. Well, the only one that was open was this morning in Dallas. So I jumped on a plane last night, uh, worked a little bit, got my passport, uh, just flew back in. And then ironically enough, I am flying or coincidentally enough on Thursday, I'm flying through Dallas to San Diego. Next week, I will be in Orange County. If the Dodgers are playing, uh, I will be at that game. So I may not be here. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm love sorry. the baseball playoffs. But you will be on here, even if it's live from Dodger Stadium. Okay. That works. Um, my kid is over the moon. Every morning gets up and YouTube and Dodger highlights. I mean, losing Muncy was just a killer. Uh, last day of the season and what ended up being a meaningless game. But, you know, I love the baseball playoffs, but I am scared shitless for tomorrow. Uh, St. Louis has done this so many times. And so I'm not going to give a prediction, but I would not be surprised if really any of the – Milwaukee I'm not so high on. The other four I think could all make the series in the National League. 
Yeah, and I that's think it. so too. Uh, hey, by the way, what a dickhead move on your part outbidding me by a dollar for Sam Darnold. I won't forgive that one anytime soon. Hey, so I end up with Trey Lance. You gotta get uh, uh, gotta get in his head, bro. You gotta gotta figure out what's this guy gonna bid, and then yeah, go price is right. One dollar. Blind luck. So I have the privilege. We all you play sports to win championships. Uh, Coach Faulkner and the Sequatchie Middle School team historically has not been the greatest. They are on a two-year run where they've lost one game. I told Coach Faulkner several weeks ago that uh, if he got to the middle school championship game and hosted it, which means he went undefeated, and went and beat Jasper Middle, which is a very, very good football program, at their stadium, that I would align with uh, BTC, BTC Fiber Optics in 93.3 to do a live broadcast of a middle school championship game. Now, I don't know that this has ever been done before. I'm sure it has. Uh, it's not been done locally anywhere. So Thursday night, 7-0 and undefeated Sequatchie Braves and the 7-1 and Jasper Warriors will play for the Sequatchie Valley Middle School Championship. And it does my heart. I am so thrilled to do this. Uh, for some of these kids, it might be the biggest thing they ever do in their life. You know, um, and to get to be part of it, to get to be live on the TV, which we just did the Bledsoe County, Squatchee County game live. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It, it, I will have links posted. Uh, again, uh, my daughter's a middle schooler. Uh, I know how much it means to these kids. So I am lucky enough to get to do it. So I'm thrilled and any support you can give, hey, hey, click on the links, everybody. Show these kids that we actually care about what they're doing. You know what? They're good kids. They have to TSSA double qualify, which means they have to maintain their average, just like the high school kids. They work hard. They start in July. Their season's over now in October. I think their first practice was July 15th. Can you imagine in full pads July 15th? So, um, and my, and I'm getting the honor to call my cousin's son is a player on the team. So that means a lot to family covering family. So, uh, real quick, links uh, posted. that's awesome. And yes, I think you can bet on 12 year olds. Cause Robbie says you can bet on anything. If you were to I handicap the game or give it a spread, are you allowed to as the play by play? I mean, we're just kidding I around. Am. Which team? I think uh, Rod just got us which, in super which, trouble with the FCC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which so team would you go? County went to Jasper, went to their home field, and beat them twenty-four to six last week. So I think this Quachie team is dominating enough. That if I was going to set a line, I'll say the Braves by seventeen. So Ooh. I mean, this this is an amazingly good middle school team. So. Robbie Davis, we always say the best for the last, man. Take um, us home. Yeah, so this is just going to be kind of a PSA for people that kind of feel how I feel. Um, so over the weekend, um, so I have 
let me back up. So the last year, 2020, um, I went to some events with the pod seating. I went to some events that were very regulated. Um, I liked it. I felt good. Uh, but we're getting back into the swing of things. We're getting back into getting back, transitioning back into um, what life was before the pandemic. I went, so I encourage you, if you're hesitant, if you're weird, pick a high school football game to go to. Pick, I went to a UTC game this weekend. Um, it is not the intensity of a, you know, UT, a, a college, a, a division one college game or a pro game. Get yourself back into being comfortable, getting back into society. And, and I, I felt great. Like we tailgated, we had a good time. Um, we went to the game, drank some beers, had a good, but it, it, it's important to get back to it for everyone. We all, the, we all need to get back to it. Um, I've been, uh, call me a weirdo, call me a cautionary person. It doesn't matter. I've been on that end of it though, to where I've been cautious about everything. Um, I'm getting back to it. I hope everyone else gets back to it, get vaccinated and, and get back into society and start enjoying things. Everyone needs interaction. Um, and so try it. Go to, like Randall said, go to a high school game. Go to a middle school game. Go to a Division two game. Go to a Vanderbilt game. You'll never have more social distancing in your life. They've been. Um, but, <laughs> but, 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 but get back to going to things. Get back to enjoying life. And um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the UTC game. I'm going to Knoxville this weekend. Um, it's it's getting back, and I'm excited about it um, for the first time in a long time. So my takeaway is, hey, sports are here to unite us, and um, that's what they do, and um, that's what we, we're on here talking about that for for the, this reasons as much as we can, and um, we're happy to do it, and thank anyone for listening. Yeah, that's strange, and I know we're at our mark. We say we're never going to go over 100 minutes. We're right at it. If I hadn't went to a high school game before I went to Knoxville, I would have really, really struggled with the adjustment. So it, it is a surreal. I've went through it recently, and and it is surreal the first time you get out there. So do, do follow Robbie's advice. So an extended edition, we had Chain on because we didn't know if we were going to get Raj. Raj, thank you very much for joining us from the road. Hey, what are we doing? Th- what are you doing Thursday? Uh, we're not. I'm not doing. I'm not. Not doing this week. Thursday. Next week. Oh. We're we're taking a one week break Thursday. Yeah, I'll come to you from Hawaii. We'll we'll oh. do a little little skip there. Yeah, I'll we'll have come. some questions for you boys. Hey, Raj, will you be in California on next Thursday? Yes, I will Let's be in California. From Hawaii, Gatlinburg, California. California. Well, and Robbie will Florida. probably be in Florida. I don't know. Yeah, well, I you do going, that. We'll be at the beach. You going to Florida beach. Thursday? Thursday? Next Thursday? Or this yeah. Th- next, yeah. This Thursday or next Thursday? Next, next Thursday. Thursday. Oh, I, I should be getting done with the trial. I should be either... Uh, very happy or very sad, one or the other. <laughs> All right. Uh, possibly Florida, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> now that'll be fun. For the vacationing, Raj Meta, for the soon-to-be vacationing, Brendan Chang,
for the hardest working man in Davis Kessler and Davis, Robbie Davis. And for me, your host and the luckiest guy on earth, Randall Cunningham, we bid you adieu, a good night, and safe travels.